Hello and welcome to the special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, Stuart Childs is joined by advisor John McCarthy, who speaks to researcher Deirdre Hennessy about the inclusion of white clover in grazing swords. My name is John McCarthy. I'm joined here by Deirdre Hennessy at the research station in Moorpark. Um, basically, we're just going to have a quick chat maybe about the benefits of um, white clover in, at farm level. So, Deirdre, what are the main benefits of white clover at farm level? Okay, I suppose one of the biggest benefits, John, is the ability of clover to fix nitrogen from the atmosphere through biological nitrogen fixation and make it available for plant growth. And if we can harness that nitrogen, then we can reduce the amount of chemical fertilizer uh, that we need to apply to our swords. And then the, be- the second biggest advantage is the feed quality of clover is superior of that to, to grass. And the growth curves of both species complement each other in, in that grass growth and grass quality are quite high in the spring when clover content and contribution to what the cow is eating is, is much lower because clover growth starts lower in, in, at higher soil temperatures so, than grass. So it's quite low in terms of its contribution to the sward in early spring. And then as clover content starts to increase, we move in towards May, June, July, where we often see different grass quality when the when grass is reproductive, and we're getting the benefit in terms of feed quality then and having clover in the sward. Okay, that's that's great, Deirdre. But um, I suppose why hasn't it really taken off at farm level at the moment? Yeah. Um, so I suppose there's a few issues there, John. You know, I suppose some farmers are a bit nervous of it. Is it going to persist in their swards? Is it going to actually fix nitrogen, make it available to the to the yeah. to the plant for growth? Um, and I suppose there's a few things about clover and getting it established. It's like the first thing is soil fertility has to be good. So we need index three, index four, P's and K's. And we need good soil um, pH. So we need 6.5. You know, you need to be on top of your lime and on top of your P's and K's. So you have to be soil testing. And then the other issue, I suppose, is establishing it and getting it to persist in the sward. So in terms of establishment, it can be established by full reseed or by oversowing. Um, best done as early as possible in the year and particularly for for reseeding you know so you can get good amount of time for the plant to establish um the weather is warm it's conducive to, to yeah. germination and growth but also you can put out your post-emergent spray on a full reseed um and, and you can get plenty of grazing in grazings in between when you sow and when when you close for the winter and if, as a farmer if you want to say go down the path of introducing clover into swords like, what would be the strategy? Would you um, would you do it over four or five years, or would, would you just plow it in every every year and do, try and get it in over seven years? Sure, there's there's a you know how long is a piece of string, John? There's yeah, loads yeah. of strategies you could employ. You could just put it in as you're reseeding, um, but then that can mean you'll only have a proportion of your farm with clover in it, uh, um, particularly for say probably the first five or six years. Uh, another strategy is to you know, put it in as you're receding, whatever area you're receding every year, and then to oversow. Yeah. Now, the, the establishment over, uh, under oversowing can be somewhat variable, but again, try and go in April, May, June time, tight grazing. So, like, you really want the paddock well grazed out. You don't want to be going into a dense sward. You want a yeah. more open-type sward. So, you know, a more recently reseeded sward, perhaps. Keep away from old pastures. Old pastures have a mat in them. A clover seed is tiny. You need seed to soil contact. And you need about 2 kgs per acre, is it? Yeah, 1 to 2 kilos per, per acre, uh, John. Um, and then 
you need to probably cut the cut down the nitrogen at that rotation in oh, to encourage the clover to grow is it and yeah it. well in a way it's to kind of suppress the grass a little bit yeah to give the oh give the clover a, a bit of air to breathe or to exactly. grow yeah yeah and after that then and it's the same on new reseeds you'd want to be grazing at a low cover just so that you're not um shading out the clover the grass because grass has a faster regrowth rate after grazing than clover does so it takes over a little bit longer yeah and if your grass um is shading it out constantly you're going to reduce light down and it can build up that bit of energy needs to, exactly. to, to, to sustain itself over the winter exactly and to produce stolons and so on yeah. so you just mentioned winter there now john really important in the final grazing rotation to graze down to three and a half centimeters if you can at least graze it out as tight as you Especially can. Especially heavier ground at this stage. Yeah, okay, yeah. it's going to be difficult or more yeah. difficult on heavier ground. But if you can graze, conditions are reasonably okay on a lot of farms now. If you can graze well in this rotation, and hope you can graze well in the next rotation, the final um, one as well. I suppose once you have it in, is there much of a difference in grass management? Like, uh, like when you open up the graze, start yeah. to second rotation. Midsummer, um, twenty-one day rotation, and yeah. all stuff like that. Is there any difference in management? So, um, in in our research work here in Moorpark, we haven't changed any of the management. We still employ the spring rotation planner in the spring with the same opening date, same start for second rotation, uh, eighteen to twenty-one day rotation in the mid-season. Target pre-grazing herbage mass in the mid-season, fourteen to sixteen hundred kilos, grazing down to four centimeters. And we use the autumn um, rotation planner in the last rotation again. So 60% closed by the 1st of November and the remainder so the rest. So no real issues in terms of management. It's it's the same as a normal pasture. Yeah. No, yeah. And the farmer could take it up overnight and they could. there'd be no big issues. Like. They could, John. You don't have to change your grassland management if yeah. you've clover in the sward. You can manage okay. it the same. Occasionally, um, you might have slightly lower cover in the spring. We haven't really experienced that at all here in Park, but it, it, it does happen sometimes in Clannacilty that they have a lower opening farm cover in the spring than, than on the clover, sorry, than on the grass only. But they still employ the spring rotation planner there, same turnout date, same target end of first rotation. And we, we find that once you graze off the area, it starts growing and there's no difference in farm cover by the start of the second rotation. And it really comes into its element in June, July, August. Yeah, so yeah. we would hit peak um, end of August, start of September. So we've just passed the peak now in terms okay. of clover content. So we would have peaked on average across the, the clover area here in Park at about 38%. But within that, we would have paddocks that were maybe lower, down around 30%, but some paddocks that were up at 46%. So you have a bit of a range. You won't consistently have exactly the same paddock to paddock. So like, I suppose a lot of questions I get at the farm level is, will it grow on my farm or will it grow on every farm, I suppose, is the question. Will it grow on wet farms or dry farms or clay soil? Or... Yeah, so it'll grow on a lot of farms. We know like on a solid head type soil that clover grows very well there yeah um, it doesn't like very wet ground you know waterlogged ground or ground where water sits on the surface so it'll grow on heavy ground as long as it's not sitting there once once there's some yeah. drainage yeah, there so yeah. it doesn't like very cold feet if you want to put yeah. it that way it doesn't like to be sitting in water and it doesn't like the ground to be very cold and it doesn't really start growing until soil temperatures are up around seven or eight degrees yeah so. that's right john so yeah. you're, you're looking at around three degrees higher soil temperature than you need for grass which is somewhere around five five degrees celsius soil temperature okay so just moving on from that then is um you've done a lot of trial work here over the last yeah. seven years um maybe just go through the latest trial yeah and maybe yeah. build the results yeah and so, see how you're getting on yeah 
So we started working with White Clover back in 2013 here on the farm in Moorpark. Um, and we sold our first paddocks in June 2012. And actually the paddock we're standing in right now was sown in June 2012. And actually this, this is a 10 year old pasture. Uh, yeah, well, a nine year old pasture, yeah. Um, and at the moment, we, our clover content here, on average across this paddock, is in or around um, 30%. Um, and consistently, we, we've achieved across the year about 20% white clover on our systems. We haven't had to oversow this, we haven't reseeded it. Yeah. We've just managed it as we manage our, our grazing So as you said, BK, lime, yeah. and, and just good grazing management. Exactly. And it does work. It does, it does work, stay John. And it, and yeah. That's brilliant, like, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that confidence that, 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 it can, that it can well. persist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So our current experiment is here. We have uh, grass-only control, getting 250 kilos of nitrogen. Then we have a grass clover treatment, getting 150 kilos of nitrogen, and a grass clover getting 100 kilos of nitrogen. They're all stocked at 2.74 cows per hectare. So each of these treatments, in essence, has its own farmlet on the farm here. Okay. Um, we manage them the same. Our management rules are all exactly yeah. the same in terms of turnout, rotation length, and so on. Uh, the only thing that differs is our nitrogen application. Why did you Why did you choose one fifty and one hundred? Okay, so we previously, in the first four years of the work here, we looked at um, grass only getting two fifty. Grass clover getting 150, but we also had a grass clover getting 250 kilos. I suppose we we were think our thinking was that you know a high stocking rate, the 150 mightn't work, yeah. mightn't fix enough nitrogen, we mightn't grow enough grass. Okay. Um, and I suppose we were at the start we were being cautious and we were looking at what clover could add to our existing system. But over the course of the four years there, all of those treatments grew about 14 and a half tons of dry matter, right? So for the extra 100 kilos of nitrogen on the 250 with the clover, we weren't gaining anything in terms of herbage production. So what you're saying is if, if you get it right, if you get the, the clover 30%, you're making saving on fertilizer, you're growing yeah. the same amount of grass, and as you're gonna show, you're probably gonna get a bump up in solids yeah. as well. So across the year, you will be looking at having a clover content of about average around 20%. So you'd be looking at maybe something like zero to five percent in February, depending on the spring, yeah. up to a peak of around 35, 40 percent in September, at, uh, end of August, start of September, and then it starts to decline again. So that's how that's how you achieve your average of 20 percent across the year. And I suppose the other question I asked there is, is there a danger when it gets up to 30, 40 percent that there's like issues around bloat or? Yeah, like so we, we really have no issues around bloat here. We had one year uh, about five years ago in May, we'd had, uh, I suppose, a spring that was very conducive to clover growth and we had very um, high clover contents for the time of year that year in May and we did yeah. run into a few issues with bloat. Um, but other than that, we haven't had any, any issues in the last five years with bloat. Now we do put bloat oil in the water in the spring um, but we don't put it in all year. We used to do that before, but we don't anymore. Uh, I suppose the main thing is that, um, I suppose from a clover point of view, is that, that it's it's in the whole farm. Once the cow's adjusted, that, 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 yeah. that the issues really don't. Yeah. don't. So we, we don't have them coming on in October. They stay on for the year. Okay, so just maybe just go through the fertilizer plan. Yeah, so um, this is the standard kind of application strategy on the grass 250. On the Clover 150, we're putting out the same nitrogen up until uh, the end of the second rotation, so uh, April, and from then onwards, we're saving the 100 kilos of nitrogen, so it's all saved across the summer. 
on the Clover 100. We're putting out the same nitrogen in January um, and we're dropping it thereafter. Now, in terms of the Clover 100, it probably, it does struggle a little bit um, in the autumn in particular uh, to build cover. So really, if we're talking about a, a high stocking rate system, if we can save the 100 by going the Clover 150, that's what we will be targeting. That's that's brilliant, like, isn't it? If, if, yeah. if that's achievable, yeah. what, what would you recommend the farm level? Where would fellas get the farm level? Well, to start off, you know, it's a big jump to go from 250 to 150. So, you know, you can step to two, to 200 and then drop again. And look at the 150 kilos of nitrogen. You know, we are saving 100 kilos of nitrogen, but we're also, the cows are producing more milk solids. So they're producing an average of around 33 kilos per day. So our current milk performance the grass cows are producing 1.7 kilo, uh, sorry, 17.1 uh, kilos of milk per day, and the clover 150 are on 19, and the clover 100 are on 18.6, and our milk solids are 1.46 on the grass only, and about 1.7 on the two clover. That's all just coming from clover, no extra concentrate. There's no extra yeah. concentrates, so the cows get the same amount of concentrate regardless of the treatment all year. So today they've got about um, 350. 50 kilos of concentrate they're on one kilo at the moment and um, they they're on one kilo basically for for the summer for minerals and so on um look i suppose it's interesting here just to look at the silage fed to date that was all fed in the spring when we you know cows were in at night and so on the weather wasn't great but we didn't have to feed any more to the clover we had we had the same opening farm cover on on, on the tree yeah that, that's something that comes up sometimes you have to maybe uh yeah, compensate but more. you didn't find that here no no we no. might be we'd be tiny bit lower on the clover 100 yeah. uh, in february but over the spring that that seems to to catch itself up and by the first of april the same so if I was a farmer and I put clover in and I had the 30%, would I get a bump up on milk solids overnight if I had the farm? Oh yeah, I mean in the first year of the study here, when we averaged 20, about 22% clover in the first year of the study on across the year, uh, so like as you say John, around 30% clover in Swartz this time of the year, yeah we saw we saw the bump in, in, um, in milk solids, so we were getting around the 30, 33 kilos even in the first year. Which is, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like, yeah, for, so, and uh, you see that increase in milk solids. It comes from end of April onwards. You okay. won't see anything earlier in the spring because the clover is low in the sward and its contribution to what the cows are eating is quite low. Um, I, I just have just one question has come in here, Deirdre. Um, so do you do 12-hour uh, grazing as a bloat measure? No. We do 12-hour grazing in the spring when we're operating spring rotation planner. But for the summer, the cows run 24, 36-hour wires. The only time we might use um, a 12-hour wire in the summer is if grazing conditions deteriorate because of weather. Um, if we were in kind of a perfect storm for clover, which would be very wet weather, cows hungry, you know, grazing tight, you know, they didn't have enough in their last allowance, and a high clover content. What we would do then is we wouldn't give them the whole area immediately after milking. We will give them maybe a three hour wire and take it up. Then they can go continue in their 36. But we haven't done that this year and we didn't do it last year. It would be very rare that we would have to do that. So I suppose a key there to managing growth is not to be grazing um, below four centimeters really in the mid season. Because if you're grazing lower, the cows are obviously not getting enough in their allowance. Deirdre, we might just look at the field here and yeah. we'll just give us a picture of your saying this is around 30%. On average across the paddock, yeah. So I suppose this is a good um, a good bit here, image here showing around 30%. 
uh, on the sward. I suppose as a guide, you could say if, you, if it looks like 60%, there's probably about 30% there. Okay. Um, here is quite low. Um, oh, it's probably only around 10% there. But if we come in here again, you know, we're up on probably in around even 40% in, in this part of the paddock. So you are going to have the odd uh, light patch. But I suppose looking across the paddock here, John, what's important is that clover is spread out. It's yeah. not in big clumps across the paddock. Okay. Um, I suppose the reason why that's important as well is if, if, the, if the clover is in clumps when the cows come into the paddock first, cows would preferentially graze clover. They, they, they like it yeah. and they probably find it easier to graze. It's a bit softer than grass. And why does it come in clumps in some places? So a lot of the time that you see it in clumps, it's probably native clover rather than sown clover. Okay. Um, and those clumps actually, I mean, there has been some work done where they've looked at them and those clumps can almost move around the field. All right, then, yeah. um, sometimes with the large leaf cultivars, you would see it a bit more patchy that it really dominates an area of the paddock and it, it crowds out or shades out the grass. So we wouldn't recommend large leaf clovers for, for cattle grazed swords. It would be medium leaved. So the, what we actually have here, we sowed five kilos per hectare. So um, two kilos per acre of a 50-50 mix of Chieftain and Crusader when we put this in in 2012. And they're both medium-leaved cultivars. the varieties you recommend? Yeah, but there's there's those, but there's a few others on the recommended list as well. So really any of the ones on the on the recommended list, John, there's uh, Buddy and Iona as well, and yeah. Aberherald, I think. I think they're the, the five on the medium. So we'll just we'll just pan around to the field once more, and then we'll go back to, to the board, take okay, one yeah. more question, okay, and then yeah. finish up just with a summary, if that's yeah. okay. okay. So, this is. So, John, you've probably seen the question coming in there in terms of um, the time between cows getting to the paddock, the first cow and the last cow, in terms of selectively grazing out the clover. Is there any issue around yeah, so that? So, there possibly could be short in uh, in big herds, yes, um, and particularly if cows go, you know, as they're milked. Uh, obviously, the cows that get there first will get more of the clover. Um, well, at least they'll get more of the of the obvious clover, the bigger, you know, the clover higher up in the sward. Um, in terms of, is it a problem for bloat? Okay, we don't have the big 100 cow herds here where we have that issue, but I don't think it is a big issue, Stuart. Bar, you know, you're in the perfect storm with very hungry cows and so on. It, sh it shouldn't be an issue. Okay. So in general, you're, you're basically saying that um, the establishment is the critical piece, really, isn't it there? So uh, especially for either over, especially for over so on, I suppose, but also with conventional reseed. So would you just quantify when should it be grazed for the conventional reseed? Because I would find as well that uh, even with normal reseeds without clover, people are very slow to graze them probably after yeah. they're sown and it does affect their establishment. Yeah, and Regardless of whether it's grass only or grass clover sward, it's really important to graze them as soon as they're fit to graze, Stuart. So, you know, get your poster merchant spray out when the docks are at the seedling stage and when you can see them. And once it's sprayed and the grass is uh, past the pull test, as in it doesn't come up when you when you pull it, um, then it should be grazed. So you mean you might be grazing a cover of twelve of sorry, a thousand or eleven hundred, but like you certainly shouldn't be waiting until there's fifteen hundred in the paddock to graze it. And once it's once it's grazed, you need to come back again at a thousand twelve hundred kilos. You might be back in twelve days. Uh, you have to skip out your rotation. 
Yeah, very good. And that's, uh, I think as well, another point probably around spraying, I definitely see it from when, uh, from looking out of the office there when, the, when you're doing the receding in the farm there. If you think it's too early to be, so, to be spraying, it's not too early to be spraying really. No. No. That's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with our Dairy Edge interview on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and thanks for listening.